Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the American Redemption Podcast. It's hard to believe we're already at episode 8, but uh, Andrew, how are you doing today? Steven, I'm doing great. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Even if you're listening to this after Christmas, maybe you're still in the 12 days, so Merry Christmas. And I think this podcast is going to be relevant even after Christmas because the war on Christmas is really just a part of the larger war in Christianity. So let's get into it. Yeah, so we're definitely going to try to make sure this is out a couple days before the holidays so we have some time for people to really soak it all in before. Did you just say holiday? The wonderful holiday of Christmas. I did not say happy holidays. Yeah, I know. You're because good. I'm just kidding. Happy, happy holidays is cringe and not based and you have to wish you have to wish people a merry christmas and a happy new year true per, yeah. per the song you must say both you can't just lump them all together because you're adding in other holidays which those of us who are true believers do not celebrate yeah true kwanzaa is dumb it's very dumb started by a communist criminal <laughs> and then uh hanukkah is like a minor holiday for two percent of the population so yeah, Christmas is a holiday, but do not say happy holidays. That's dumb. Yeah, so, yeah so, the war on Christmas, it's real. You know, people, uh, they like to make fun of conservatives for talking about it. The left has all kinds of articles about, oh, conservatives are whining about the war it, on Christmas again, but it's real. It's one of those things where by saying it doesn't exist, it once you open up the uh, Pandora's box, I would say, it becomes without question that it exists and it's meant to subvert the American way of life and our traditions as yeah. a nation. So right. it's attack it's an attack on our Christian heritage and they wouldn't be spending so much time on it if it wasn't real. They they talk about it every year and they they're very deliberate in using happy holidays in places that it just doesn't make sense. Like what the heck is a holiday tree? Oh what is a holiday there's no <laughs> Other holiday it could be for other than Christmas. It's not a holiday gift. It's a Christmas gift. <laughs> oh, I mean the. I mean this year you have the situation where the Christmas tree got burned down at uh at Fox News, and it's exactly like the mostly peaceful protest. It was a mostly peaceful burning of a uh, of, of a Christmas tree by an arsonist. I mean that's really the uh, the narrative that the regime wants to uh, wants to sell you. I mean that's literally incredible. Yes. Uh, an individual who hates you and your way of life burned down the symbol of uh, the most important holiday to your culture, and you're just supposed to lie down and accept that. Well said. Yeah, the uh, the mostly peaceful thing is always hilarious to me. They're so out of touch. So the war on Christmas, uh, I have seen a lot of sources state that it starts in the 80s. That's when we first saw them getting rid of the word Christmas on Christmassy things and using holiday. And then, uh, Stephen, you had a point on that as well that backs that up. That, that's really when the, the war on Christianity came out into the open with the Supreme Court. Yeah, so we go into the 1980s uh, where the Ten Commandments were uh, basically struck down in the Supreme Court saying that it was unconstitutional that they be shown in out in the open in 
government schools as cited in the separation of church and state. Which uh, separation of church and state never appears in any of the founding documents. Fun fact, because if you go to public school, they will have you believe that it's part of the First Amendment and that all the founding fathers believed in it. They didn't. They wanted a, a distinction between church and state, and that was really to protect the, the church from the state. But church from state. Yeah, Jefferson mentions that in a number of his letters, that it was church from state, not separation of church and state entirely. Because yeah. you, you can't. You cannot separate them because every person who is going to church and then goes into office, public office, is going to bring what they learn and what they, who yeah, they what, are what they, church. They're going to bring yeah. that into their government. So you cannot separate them and you should not try. And actually, a lot of the a lot of the states had their own church up until a good like fifty, sixty years after the framing of the Constitution. So it's not no. even unconstitutional to have a, a state religion. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. That's a uh, a topic for uh, an, another episode. Right. Anyway, so who but, who is behind this this war on Christmas? Um. Uh, just want to, I guess, roll it back uh, a little bit. Uh, even before the 80s, uh, in the 1960s, we have the civil rights era and this big push for religious tolerance, which was mostly uh, brought about by people who weren't acting in good, in good faith. A lot of... Uh, religious groups that didn't really have good intentions, whether these were uh, uh, communists or uh, the Hebrew Israelites, a, a lot of different groups who were genuinely acting in bad faith were using the law and kind of twisting it to get themselves more coverage, whether that be positive coverage or negative coverage. I mean, it, it all, all news is uh, is is getting your message out there. So I, I think those groups were definitely subversive. Mm -hmm. And then that came off of a, of a high period of the 1950s where over 50% of Americans were attending Christian church services. This was not, not just church services. This was Christianity was celebrated in... Uh, weekly church attendance by over 50% of Americans. And this was a time where America really did uh, kind of hit its golden age post-World War II, where people were really, all right, there are atrocities in this world. We just defeated the uh, the Japanese in the Pacific, and we just defeated the, uh, the Nazis in Europe. And those men had really seen some things and what what was the first thing they did when they came home was they decided to uh get jobs move to the suburbs create the suburbs of america and return to the lord i mean that was a really prosperous time in our in i i think in our history that uh gets overlooked that 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 was the peak of uh, Christianity in the in the in the twentieth century was after we really had a uh, uh, 
a grave uh, sense of loss in our country. That's very interesting. Yeah, the 50s really do seem like, like a good time. Um, and I don't think that's just like nostalgia or rose-tinted glasses. I think we just know instinctively that something is not right today. And that was not the case in the 50s. Also, interesting point about uh, the 60s and the, and the Hebrew Israelites and all them with the religious tolerance. That's kind of the story of the 20th century, isn't it? Leftists using or you know, appealing to the good nature of conservatives and then using those tactics against them. They did this with with like appealing to free speech as well. So they use that tactic a lot. It's wise to to recognize it and stop it early and going forward. Um so going moving on to to who was behind this, it's really a very small, very, very small group. Over ninety three percent of Americans celebrate Christmas in some form. You know, there is a spectrum there. You have your uh, your believers who are, are celebrating it primarily as a religious holiday. And then you have your, your kind of just cultural Christians who are celebrating it just because they, uh, they enjoy the holiday, the family, and it's technically a national holiday as well. So that's 93% of Americans celebrating Christmas in some form, and they support public recognition of the holiday. You have a very small number of belligerent ideologues on the other side, and they're trying to drive it out of the public square. And they're using as their excuse the secular liberal values of inclusion and diversity, which to some people sound nice. So they're appealing to the good nature of, of uh, Americans who are trying to be inclusive and, and for some reason like diversity. And they are really just trying to attack Christianity. That's all there is to it. No, that's absolutely a hundred percent true. I mean, it, it's just how the 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 news is portrayed to you, and it's how a lot of other things are portrayed to you. It's to make you think that you're in the minority of 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 thinkers. And yeah, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It sometimes it seems like the uh, that fringe group has a lot going for them when it it has turned into a more commercialized holiday and uh, church attendance is lower and yeah but yeah it, it's mostly to demoralize you it, it, it's definitely a, a situation where uh, they have the vested interest behind them and you don't you're just a good upstanding citizen and they're really trying to make you feel bad for having your own holiday and having your own culture again it's this uh uh, very modern American way of thinking where you don't have a, we, you don't have a, have a culture to call your own and you don't have your own system of values. So you have to accept that America is this just blob of, uh, consumerism and you have to accept all of, uh, these other people's way of thinking that truthfully doesn't align with your value system. Yeah, it, it is easy to be demoralized. And I do think you're right. That, that does seem to be. Uh, one of, if not the primary goals of this war on Christmas, you go around town and, and you go into stores and all you see is, is commercialization, commercialization. They have turned a holiday that is one of the most important, the second most important in Christianity into a cheap holiday about buying products. And oh. really Christmas, Christmas is supposed to be about, about hope, hope for a, a savior for the world. 
So we have to try to channel that again and, and don't let them demoralize us. Oh. This is a time of hope. Perfect, perfect example of uh, corporatism and demoralization. I'm at, I'm at a gas station uh, the other day and I am going in there, go to the bathroom, get a beverage of, of my choice. And there's obviously there's a McDonald's attached to the uh, to the gas station as per there are a lot of them throughout the country, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. And you you go in there, they have these these decorations. Well, the Christmas tree is not a traditional Christmas tree. It, it's a white Christmas tree in the shape of a a, a frosty snowman with a with a with a top hat on. I, I have nothing against Frosty the Snowman. I actually like Frosty the Snowman. I had this talk the other day with uh, Jacqueline that Frosty's my favorite holiday character, but that's a different story. Uh, but that's not a traditional Christmas tree. All the decorations they have hanging all say Happy Holidays or Winter Wonderland, and they're in blue. They're not a traditional uh, Christmas red and green or a golden white. There's uh, no star on top of the tree, and it, it's all this commercialized uh, season greetings, like uh, consume our product and get on with your life. That was the impression that I got from just observing there for five minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, whenever I see stuff like that, it looks like they're just trying to change this into like a pagan winter festival. That's what they want to do at Christmas. That's in yeah. entire. That's entirely true. That's yeah. the, I, I mean, some places are, are, are better than others. I mean, they, they, uh, do they, do they have a Christmas parade? What's the Christmas parade called? I don't know. I don't ever watch the parade. Right. I, I know they have the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Do they have a Christmas parade? Probably. Because I'm, I'm hoping, I believe that's still called Christmas. But any, it's, or it just seems like anything that they can subvert so subtly, they, they, they will. Yeah. I mean, why is it righteous to oppose the turning of Christmas into a pagan holiday? Is because this is still your faith in your country, and America is still a majority Christian nation, and they're honestly getting railroaded by these uh, secular forces, other religions trying to get a piece of the uh, the the pie of the holiday season. I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, that that's that's part of what it is too. That uh, Christmas is very uh, a, a very prosperous time of year for a lot of organizations making their making their ends meet because we are a giving people. the The most charitable person in the world is the American private citizen in terms of percentage of their income that they give to to charity. They also spend a lot of money on gifts for their friends and family. So, I mean, that's, that's really what it is. It's an attack on your good faith. And that's what the most disappointing part of it is to me, I think. These are, these are the same people that argue, oh, Jesus was a socialist or 
oh Jesus would have get what Jesus just would have given everyone an Xbox for 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 Christmas. Yes, every, every everyone should get an Xbox. Uh, everyone should uh, be inclusive of my holiday and my worldview when I don't do garbage for anyone else 364 days out of the year. But you should respect my wishes because how dare you oppose me, you bigoted Christian man? You you don't under you don't understand the the scripture as well as I do as a uh, a secular non-believer. Yeah, anybody who says like Jesus was a Democrat or Jesus would have been a socialist, I guarantee the person who who created those slogans was not a Christian. And anybody who parrots them has no idea what they're talking about. But yeah, we uh, we've, I think that's been covered covered plenty. So we got to oppose this because this means something like a Christmas tree means something when you put it in a public square or in the government buildings, we are saying something very significant. We are affirming that Christianity has a special role in society. It is a part of the fabric of this nation without Christianity. You could not have any of our founding documents. They all rely on Christian principles, specifically Catholic natural law. And, we are affirming that with a Christmas tree. Well, conversely, when you call it a holiday holiday tree, you are representing secular liberalism. A great example of this, in 2019, the Wisconsin governor put up their holiday tree and he revealed that the theme for that year would be celebrate science. And that word science to the left means something completely different. It does not mean a method of rational inquiry based on the scientific method. It means secular liberalism that's all it is for them it's a cover-up it's a catch-all term and we're actually going to have an episode coming up soon about about science and and the correct take on it but it's an extension of humanism which is a worship of of man and oneself over over everything it's entirely anti-god yeah exactly humanism is is a destructive force it is it is the religion of the left put simply it's yeah, the idea let, let's, that man has supreme authority above nature or God. Yeah, let's acknowledge the progress that we've made over over, over nature and not the progress that we've made progressing ourselves towards uh, God's will. Yeah, ye shall be as gods. That is what a humanist believes. And going back on your point on the Christmas tree, I feel like the Christmas tree argument that you're talking about is already a part of the slippery slope fallacy. What do you mean? So in the past couple of years, we already talked about the 80s where the Ten Commandments were taken out of school. How many times did you see a very nice, you know, traditional uh, standard Douglas fir Christmas tree, you know, standing in a nice uh, town square, what have you, with a nice star on top. And there was a beautiful manger scene underneath that Christmas tree. Right, right. And the, now the, we're main, just the manger just call scene it Christmas. It, the manger scene is entirely an afterthought at this point because they've already cited separation in church and state. So the very next logical conclusion is to chop Christmas off of the Christmas tree to remove Christ from Christmas entirely. No, good point. Good point. We're it's sad. We are we are fighting just to well, call it Christmas now. Well, That's yeah, it, it was it was the manger scene. Now it's oh, you can, you can't have a star or or an angel. They'll put like a bow on top of it or a, a stupid looking frosty hat or, or 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 something that's already been bastardized. 
And then the next step is to take the nice traditional green tree, the evergreen tree that you're going to reference later and turn that into some uh, white sparkly tree with glitter or a multicolored uh, lighted lighted tree that, that, that changes uh, colors with the, the a time cycle. And it's just going to go downhill from there until it's uh, a holiday tree or then it's going to be a... Uh, uh, like like you said, a science tree. I mean, it, it's it's going to turn into a joke fast if we don't uh, stick to our guns on this one. Yeah, you know, I think this is a good time to talk about the little bit of history about the Christmas tree. Very cool story. I think it'll give our listeners a little bit of hope. It's just a cool story. So it goes back to St. Boniface, who was a missionary, a priest from England, and he went to Germany and Austria and the Netherlands, and he spent a lot of time evangelizing these pagan areas. And one year he had heard um, about a village that had a winter festival. And every year they like would gather around a large, a giant oak tree, and they called it the Thunder Oak, and it was dedicated to Thor. And they would worship this tree, and then they would sacrifice a small child to Thor. So Boniface heard about this and he wanted to convert the village and his plan was to destroy the Thunder Oak, which the pagans had previously boasted that the god of Boniface could not destroy it. So he gathered some fellow missionaries and they journeyed to the village and they were kind of scared that the Germans would, would kill them. So, you know, Boniface had to inspire them. He, uh, he approached the pagan gathering, and I think this quote is awesome. He said, Here is the thunder oak, and here the cross of Christ shall break the hammer of the false god Thor. That's pretty cool. And so they showed up just in time to stop the sacrifice, and Boniface just went up with an axe and just chopped down the thunder oak in front of everybody. And the Germans were just like watching, astounded, and then he preached the gospel and converted them and uh, he pointed to a little fir tree that was behind the oak tree that fell and he said this little tree a young child of the forest shall be your holy tree tonight it is the wood of peace it is the sign of an endless life for its leaves are evergreen see how it points upward to heaven let this be called the tree of the christ child gather about it not in the wild wood but in your own homes there it will shelter no deeds of blood, but loving gifts and rites of kindness. So there you have it. That's the Christmas tree. I will uh, include this article in the uh, description. That's from Catholic Answers. So very well researched. I think it's an awesome story. I that just think so that line, I'm going to read it again, is super cool. Here is the thunder oak, and here the cross of Christ shall break the hammer of the false god Thor. That's cool. Christ is king. Yeah, Amen. that that's that's very awesome. I, I I've heard you say that story like three times now, and I still like it. Yeah, it's cool. I think Saint Boniface must have been a cool dude. So I, I'm I'm upset that we haven't learned about him. Yeah, honestly, never heard honestly, a, a, a shame on the Catholic school system that produced me for not teaching me about Saint Boniface. There's a lot of super cool stuff that they they should tell us about. But anyway, you know, let that be a, a little inspiration to chop down a thunder oak uh, somewhere in your life. Yeah, 
like the the lame tree at McDonald's that was mocking me. You should have gone in there and, and just chopped it down. Just absolutely annihilated Frosty. Like came across <laughs> like a, came across like a linebacker and just taken him right out. Oh man! So that segues perfectly into our next point, which is how we return to Christmas as a nation, because that's what Saint Boniface would want us to do. True. No, uh, so step one would be uh, don't work on holidays, specifically Christmas. You can take a day is as long if you're financially stable, you can take a day and not. Give all the fruits of your labor to the massive corporatist GDP machine that the secular interests would want you to believe that America is. Oh, kind of a interesting side note about this. When America was first started, there was a different kind of war on Christmas. Uh, the Puritans like did not want anybody to have fun. That's what Puritans are known for. So they, in several of the Puritan states, they like outlawed celebration of Christmas because they thought it like. I don't know, took away from it somehow. So like they made people work on Christmas Day and they weren't allowed to celebrate or anything. So that was a different kind of war on Christmas that we won. And now we we had nice family gatherings and Christmas celebrations. It's a feast day, I think. So don't work. Don't be a Puritan and don't be a cringe, liberal, humanist, atheist. Yeah, exactly. People want to boil this down to just a, a political issue just in, in our sphere of uh, Republican, Democrat, whatever you want to call it. But no, this is just people who want to have culture and traditions and people who are losers. I mean, that that's really what I'm boiling it down to, at least. Yeah, all our enemies are losers. <laughs> Number two for how we return to Christmas as a nation is say Merry Christmas. I know we've uh, talked about this to not say happy holidays or season's greetings or uh, any, any of these things. I simply reply to everyone I see with Merry Christmas. And yeah. uh, if someone celebrates Christmas, they will say Merry Christmas back to you. And if they don't, they can Deal with it, and it's fun watching them squirm a little bit because it's really like splashing holy water on a demon. It's crazy. I have seen a lot of people squirm at that lately. So everywhere I've gone lately, shops, restaurants, whatever, I've I've made a point to say Merry Christmas, and they all kind of look at you weird when you say that. Like they don't know quite how to respond. It's weird. I haven't like seen any of these uh, employees like show a negative response, but they're definitely like a little taken aback by it. It's strange. They've been changed to condition remarkably quick. Yeah, exactly. Piggybacking off of that, happy holidays is is just frankly dumb. It's uh, including, you already said, 93% of people celebrate Christmas. So we're really uh, dumbing ourselves down as a, as a country to include yeah. holidays that aren't our national holiday i mean it's just so so dumb it makes my my brain hurt to think about people thinking you can lump all these other things in with christmas it's insane hanukkah is long over and even if it wasn't minor holiday nobody is celebrating hanukkah that you're talking to kwanzaa is fake fake and gay 
it was promoted by or no, it was created by by a criminal, and it promotes black nationalism, black socialism. And New York New Year's is not that big of a deal. Okay, I don't think about New Year's until the day of. That's not what we're celebrating. Yeah, it's not just the reason a, for the season. No, it, it's a turning of the uh, of the calendar. Yeah, yeah, and. Step three of how we return to Christmas as a nation is uh, continuing off of not working on the holiday. Look to buy locally in your community. Yeah, that's good. Spend spend money within your community, your sphere of influence. Just don't throw your money at organizations who are anti-God and anti-Christian to profit off of the celebration of your salvation yeah you know if we're going to uh you know keep this uh consumerist kind of materialist aspect of christmas at the very least try to support your community it's tough to get everything locally they really don't make it easy for you but set a goal to try to make at least half your gifts come from shops in your local area or small independent shops online count too those are good those are good exactly so, Andrew, why don't you go into why we're hopeful for the future? Well, I think it's – I'm not quite as hopeful as you because I see most people just kind of go with the culture and the culture is not moving in the right direction. But I do see a glimmer of hope because many of uh, – well, first of all, what's cool about this topic in, in a particular is it's something the boomers are based on. Like they – are very firm on this. The religious boomers are all about Merry Christmas and young people are very uh, concerned about this too. We don't want our holiday, our heritage getting erased. So we have a lot of people who care about this and it's something that, that conservatives actually have made a point about for years, unlike many other important issues. Yeah, true. I think I think this is an issue that we can rally people on because they can they they can see it in, in, in front of their eyes that there's a vested interest in uh subverting your holiday by really taking taking your dollars and just changing it into something that it it's not. Yeah. And don't let the leftist cultural revolutionaries make you feel bad about about standing up for Christmas. Whenever they say who cares, know that that is just a lie. Obviously they care. Otherwise they would not be putting in this effort. They are devoting a lot of time and resources to getting rid of the word Christmas and replacing it with holiday. They care. And well, no, I mean, you can give them more. a, de- you should give them a definitive answer why you care. I mean, this is literally celebrating the, the salvation of your soul. God sending his only, only son in, into the world to uh, ultimately uh, die for us and uh, save, save us from our sins. I mean, yeah, this is, and this is, this is, inherently the most joyous occasion that should be on your, your your calendar this is your chance at new life i mean it it we, it happens that we have it at the end of our uh yearly calendar what have you but i mean it entirely makes sense in that in that aspect that out of all the things that have happened to you throughout the year you can look to this day and say i will be redeemed because my savior was born. Yeah, great point. Well said. Yeah. And so 
that's one of the reasons why we're hopeful for the future because we have a righteous cause to rally around. People now know it exists. And number two, Christmas is a season of joy, piggybacking off of that. There's no reason for you to be upset. Allow, allow them to be upset. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Are people really going to enjoy being around a blue-haired screeching zealot on the holidays? Or are they going to enjoy being around the Christmas Uber Chad who is jolly, who who lights up the room, uh, brings their joy from the, the, the whole year to the family for the fa- their family and friends for the holidays and just really exerts positive energy or are they so going to enjoy describing Santa Claus? A- exactly. Santa Claus is inherently pro Christmas. Santa Claus versus the blue haired screeching lesbian. Who will win? Santa Claus every time. Oh yeah. Sorry to derail you there. Get back. You were on a no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean that that's the, the whole, whole thing that we talked about in, in Christmas is being, being merry, being jolly. You, you have to be those things. You can't be uh, a Scrooge around the holidays and just be, be a doomer and expect to, to, to win the, uh, the, ba- the battle here. You got to count your blessings and just, Win it life. I mean, that's really, we're all trying to win our individual battles each day on a, on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, the holiday is no different. You can let these people be, be miserable and you can continue to move the ball forward for uh, your friends and family. And so continuing off of that, why it's a season of joy, it is Christ's birth and it is the birth and embodiment of the seven Catholic virtues. We talk about the Catholic virtues of prudence, justice, temperance, courage, and the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. The Christmas season is all of these things. It's it's all it's all of these things. Wow, that's a cool point. It's the celebration of virtue, whereas the rest of the time the culture is celebrating vice. Yeah. I mean, that should be emphasized more. It should be one time. It should be the time of year where we do take a minute, step back and celebrate virtue. We need to put more emphasis on that in Christmas celebrations. That's cool. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. It's Jesus's birth is an embodiment of our, our, our life. I mean, it's the, sometimes we, we, we hate to wait, but we have to wait. We, we have to have faith. We have to have hope. We have to have patience to meet our, our, our savior with, uh, open arms. We have to have courage to, uh, come there and embrace him. I mean, the, the, the shepherds were afraid. They, uh, have angels coming down from heaven and, a, a bright light right in front of them that that's in, intimidating and the wise men set out on a quest from hundreds to thousands of miles away you open up the whole christmas story it's an embodiment of our life's journey 
Well said. Well said. I think that's a good good place to to wrap it up. Uh, real quick before Stephen closes us out, I want to remind everybody to uh, make sure you're you're clicking uh, follow or notifications or whatever on the podcast app you use. And Apple Podcast has reviews, so if you have an iPhone, please leave us a review, but only if it's five stars. And I got to make fun of Kevin number one a little bit. I was talking to him the other day, and he didn't realize we had put out like three episodes because he didn't have. He wasn't actually following us. So if I didn't like send it to him, you, you forgot to listen. So Kevin is now. Kevin, subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel, Kevin. He'll be hearing that in his dreams tonight. All right. Uh, yeah, also share it if you enjoyed it. Word of mouth is like the only way this will grow. So we really, really appreciate it if you send it. And Big things coming. Stay tuned. Yeah. Exactly. So, thank you for listening. And we have the call that we have. We have to give the listeners a call to action. Yes, the call to action for this episode: Tell someone Merry Christmas. Tell them why you celebrate Christmas. Call someone and tell them what they mean to you. And as always, for the season of Advent, soon to be the season of Christmas, keep the Christ child close to your heart and he will guide you on the right path. Very nice. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. God bless you and God bless America.